0: Stream the show on demand at catchacanradio.com.
1: Happy Monday, my friends. Michelle here with Catch Can Chamber Business Matters Monday. And boy, what a beautiful Easter weekend. Hopefully you were out there uh, taking advantage of your peeps around town with all the cool events that were going on and the great restaurant offerings and Boy, it was just, it was it was fabulous. It was a beautiful weather, and you couldn't have asked for kind of a better kickoff to spring. You know, as always on Mondays, first up, we've got Dave from the governor's office. Hi, Dave. How are you?
0: I am bringing all of the Easter candy from my house to work so I don't sit here all week eating it.
1: <laughs> you know, I actually had some Easter candy this year for the first time in a long time.
0: I would say that Easter has... Uh, with all due respect to uh, to Halloween, Easter has the best holiday candy. You
1: think? Well, okay. Oh, For me, it's the peanut butter eggs.
0: I am a dark chocolate marshmallow cream egg guy from when my grandmother worked in my hometown uh, pharmacy that was also a, a Hallmark um, store and carried Russell Stover's candy.
1: Ooh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, I always, you know, I, I the only thing about having grown children is I do miss uh, the hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> I don't color eggs anymore.
0: Well, uh, we did, and uh, my, my daughter could take it or leave it. She's a, uh, a senior in high school, but she's a huge fan of deviled eggs.
1: Oh, I love deviled eggs. I so, love deviled eggs.
0: Yeah, so she knows that, that invariably if, if, you know that one of the happy byproducts of of coloring eggs is within a day or two I'm going to have a bunch of uh, deviled eggs made. So she's uh, her and I are big fans of that.
1: Oh, that's yeah. So uh, did you, did you do the traditional ham or did you do lamb or turkey? No, or?
0: we uh we had brunch with the kids because they both had to work, and then we went to a friend's house and they made feta cheese brined roast chicken.
1: Ooh, well that sounds and interesting. it was
0: delicious.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, uh, you know, I I thought I read something last week about, uh, you know, we were talking last week about, are we going to end session on time? we had high hopes of that, and that may or may not have been tongue-in-cheek, but then I thought I read something else that said mm, not even close.
0: Well, what is on time? Is on time 90 days or is on time 120 days?
1: Oh. Well, I don't know. You tell me.
0: I, I I've never expected anything other than um, uh, on time being 120 days, and I'm probably a little jaded. I I just don't. I, I view. I, I know that that Alaskans voted to have the session at 90 days, and we've had the session at 90 days. We during COVID, we we actually had a technically a full legislative session in under 90 days uh but with with the dividend amount and process remaining in dispute as it has been for five or six years uh as as we have some some education reforms uh in, in that the Senate passed and now we're waiting for action in the house uh you, you have uh you know the the unpacking of the infrastructure bill and and how Alaskans uh and the Alaska legislature needs to put the uh the mechanism in place to to uh capitalize on those federal funds. Uh there there, there is a a lot to a lot to do. So we're we're um I I fully expect the legislative session to uh, go 120 days and and then uh as as things shake out uh, it will be just about uh, enough legislative action done to annoy everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, in previous years, the governor has exercised that veto power. Um, do you see anything kind of on the radar in that respect?
0: You know, I, I don't want to get ahead of the governor. I do know that that in in he's been uh, pretty pretty resolute in the point of uh, additional funding for education without moving. Uh, the, the uh, some sort of reading reform bill is, is counterproductive. And, and so, I, while well, I don't know if that, if that uh, indicates a, a, a veto of anything, he has consistently said that just throwing money at education without, and in this case, a unanimously passed uh, reading bill that came out of the Senate and now is in the House, uh it, it 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 it's not a red versus blue or r versus d thing i mean the 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 governor is and and republicans and democrats in the senate uh voted unanimously uh in support of the bill so i i i think part of what we're waiting for is how does the house react to the bipartisan efforts of the senate in regards to changing the trajectory of how well Alaska's students perform in reading.
1: Okay, so in case case folks don't know, because I know for a fact from my time on the school board for many years that... uh, that performance has long been something that the governor has touted as essential, you know, in education. And also, you know, a lot of the constituents here in our community, you know, they want, come on, we want results where, well, you know, we're funding education. So is, explain for the folks who may not be aware of this reading bill, what, what it's all about.
0: Well, it, it, it sets frankly, some, some benchmarks and, and guidelines for proficiency in in reading the governor is a former educator um many legislators who either have been educators or they are they are parents of either graduates or students at at all levels of the the public school or even private school systems here in the state i mean my daughter graduates in 30 days and and between covid and the challenge that covid presented and and you know for for each parent and each child that that understand that they have a partnership in regards to to reading and academic advancement, uh, you, you have many many educators who are on board with that. And unfortunately, you have some elected officials at the state and local level who, who judge academic success by the size of the budget. And we continue to spend. I think the Anchorage school district. I saw a report. The other day, Anchorage School District spends approximately nineteen thousand dollars per student. No, nobody buys uh, that that there is nineteen thousand dollars per student of success in regards to academic achievement. And and I, I think between the governor uh, being out there and 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 advocating for results, and Senator Begich's bill, which he spoke of from the Senate floor a, a few days ago. And the unanimous vote in the Senate everybody agrees, and so we, we can 't continue to judge academic success by the size of our budgets we We, we have to have uh, something tangible or or we're just we 're just frankly wasting generation after generation of Alaskan students
1: well okay, so then let 's take this one step further here. Uh, because, you know, you read and hear about in the news all over the United States um, how hotly contested local school board elections have become in many areas because the parents don't feel like they're being listened to. This is not a comment on catch can, folks, okay? I'm not, I'm I'm referring to places like down in Missouri and Virginia. Virginia had Mm -hmm. a, a new governor elected, uh, based on on kind of that premise, if you will. And I can tell you from what I have heard in my seven years on the school board, and I guarantee you, I don't follow it so close anymore, but I guarantee you they're still hearing it. Parents are looking for results too. Community members are looking for results. You know, the community members who are diligently and duly paying their taxes in in our case, their property taxes and watching it go towards education, and they may not have kids or grandchildren in the school. They want to know what am I getting for my investment?
0: Exactly, I, exactly. I, it, it, one one of the unfortunate byproducts of whether whether it's it's everybody is successful or, or we're, we're going to reduce the expectations because of this reason or that reason it is what we've seen long-term. When we lower expectations of academic achievement for kids, there, there, there's no upside. It's not like, you know, just being moved merrily along through, through high school and grade school and leaving school with, with the inability to read. None of those kids have benefited from that. None of those kids, mean, we have, every year there is a debate over the funding of the university system in the state of Alaska, right? The university system needs more money because if kids leave the state to go to school elsewhere, they don't come back. There's a, a lot of people who, who testify about the importance of a robust university system. Well, it, if we have Alaska students who can't read and, 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 and we continue to ignore that, What do you need a university system for except another four years of high school? And in many cases, when you speak with professors and those who who work at the University of Alaska across the state, the the freshman and then sometimes the sophomore year of, of college students is spent being a redo of their junior and senior year.
1: I might argue that reading is even more important than math.
0: Well, since I'm not very good at math, I'm terrible at
1: math. (laughs) No, but and I'm not just saying that because if you can't read uh, a job application or just have a a grasp of reading, you really can't do anything else.
0: How are you going to put that IKEA furniture together if you can't read those Swedish instructions?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm not going to advocate IKEA. I'd prefer that people. Just call down to Bernie's or Tongas Furniture and let them assemble it and bring it to your house.
0: Yeah, unless you really dislike somebody. If you really dislike somebody, then get them an Ikea kit because that's painful.
1: Oh, yes, especially if you're riddled with ADD and, and don't follow instructions well. It could be a multi-day process. And, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Well, so that's interesting. So if the, if the reading uh, performance bill is, is on the table in the House right now, do you foresee in future years uh, other additions to student performance objectives being added into that kind of education formula?
0: I, I would think so, right? I mean, you, you, you you're you're constantly evolving your methodology, uh, your best practices for for academic achievement. because what what people uh, need to understand, academic achievement is a competition. If we are not calling on our kids to achieve academic excellence, they' they are going to be outperformed, outearned, outbid, outhired. By, by students uh, from areas of the country who do believe in academic excellence. Yes. So there, it, it companies there's this, this big you know push to to hire Alaskans, and I agree with that. But if if I own a business and I'm at risk of hiring employees who perpetually underperform academically, you you can you can bet yourself. I'm going to make sure that my HR department is re- looking to recruit. From all parts of the country, because I can't risk my business, my livelihood, in a region where academic excellence isn't a prime motivator for the outcome of a public school system.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Well, let's hope that the House gets their act together and, and moves this thing forward. And, uh, you know, it, let me ask you a quick question, though. It just makes me curious. In some states, uh, teachers pay, uh, school funding, levels, uh, even right down to the the individual school, are tied directly to performance. Uh, do you feel like at any point in time that it just won't be, oh, a blanket basic student allocation, but hey, yeah, the Ketchikan, Ketchikan uh, School District is, is killing it. They're hitting it out of the park, uh, so we might give them a little extra, but we're so sorry, so sad for you, Juno. You're not doing so great well you know i the, I'm not advocating the, for one way or another by the way I've just thrown it well, out there. i
0: i i do from a from my previous life i will i will tell you uh that that a a frustration that I had as a parent and a radio host was when advocating uh for for funding for schools that are achieving uh I would have uh some folks involved in education say well you 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 really can't set it up like that it's just too complicated and and yet Every part of life, uh, students are are held accountable for their achievement, and so th- this notion of of you you can't actually you know evaluate a teacher, evaluate a curriculum, evaluate a school district because it's just too complicated and there's too many variables. Um, the the, the it, it's pretty easy when you look at the the final product and you see that there's a trend where your students are under earning, underperforming, being underemployed, uh, not moving into different levels of the job force whether it's in, you know, the well-paying trade industries across the state across the country or they go on to earn a college degree at one thing or another they're they're all going to be judged by their performance in, in academics and and or at least given the basic uh, skill and tool sets, you know, how 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 intellectually curious are they? how how do they how do they view their part of the world and all of these different things? if If the outcome of your education system doesn't hit any of those buttons, um, it, to me, it'd be pretty easy to evaluate the performance of your school district.
1: Yes, but I will tell you from personal experience and observation in Florida, when you tie a teacher's pay to uh, test scores, their, their, the method of teaching changes drastically. Uh, I remember my daughters being in elementary school in Tallahassee, and literally the month and a half before the standardized tests, uh, whatever was used back then, there would be nothing else taught in the classroom other than the test. And then, and the tests usually happen about this time, or, uh, this time of the year, and then guess what? The last couple of weeks remaining in the school, after that test was done, they watched movies all day.
0: Yep, oh I know, I know.
1: And so I, I <laughs> well, I was not a fan of that, and and you know, you can see why the teachers would be motivated to do that because well, obviously part of their living wage is based on how well my kids in my classroom do on that test. But it doesn't, it didn't. Uh, work out very well, in my personal opinion, for the students in the classroom.
0: No, I, I think I think a, a um, lot of what it is is you. you standardized tests are, are 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 a trap. But what you what what people really want to look at is okay. I don't judge a school by how well they do standardized tests. Tell me what your students are doing with their lives after they've been with you for ten, twelve, fourteen years.
1: Yeah, no, what, no, I What sort I of agree. finished
0: product are the school districts churning out? And you know, I I I don't know what the next steps are for for you know the governor's agenda on on education, but you know, show me what you're making. And if your school district are to produce positive and productive members of society, then then that should be reflective in the community that they live in, uh, the the uh, economic health, the uh, cost of social programs. One could argue that those costs should be lower because. Uh, people who are far more independent and self-sufficient uh, use less social programs. Now, your infrastructure costs may be, may be higher because you need roads and sewer systems and power grids just because of the, of the uh, engines of commerce being more aggressive. But, yeah, it, it's got to be a fairly comprehensive review as to what the, the finished product is uh, from your school.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. This is all very fascinating to me. And, you know, back to the just a real quick comment on that testing. You know, you really can't uh, do the testing, at least here in Alaska, because there's like eight different tests. And invariably, it seems like every year, uh, they introduced a new test, and that new test is flawed in some way, shape, or form, where the results, I think it was a couple of years ago, the results of one of the major uh, standardized tests that Alaska rolled out had just rolled out that the results were just completely flawed. Um, in fact, it was so bad that they were looking at just throwing out the whole contract. In fact, they, they told the school districts that, you know, you can't, uh, these these results are, are so bad that we're just going to throw out this year's results.